0: welcome to the shook but not shaken podcast presented to you by highland college ministry in waco texas my name is drew humphrey the host of this podcast and the college pastor for our church in our second episode today i want to introduce you to a couple of our student leaders from our ministry abby young and madison mcclendon they're both seniors due to graduate this May from Baylor University here in Waco. And over the past couple of years, they've been some of the most influential leaders in our ministry. And I promise you won't want to miss what they have to say to you today on this podcast. But before we get there, I want to give you a word today, a word that's going to kind of mark where we go. And that word is burdened. Are you burdened for something? Hopefully that burden is something eternally focused. Another way to think about the word burdened is someone carrying a weight or carrying a heavy load. A few years back at Highland, our church, we used this phrase, my holy discontent, in a similar way. The Apostle Paul had an eternal burden, a burden to spread the gospel to every last place, every last person he could with with every last breath of his life. And I want to set up our podcast today by by taking you to Philippians chapter one and just look at a few verses starting in verse 20. So Philippians chapter one, verse 20. This was written by the apostle Paul. It starts by saying this, for I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed, but that I will continue to be bold for Christ as I have been in the past. And I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ, whether I live or die. For to me, Living means living for Christ, and dying is even better. Other translations say that verse this way, Philippians 1.21, For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Verse 22, But if I live, I can do more fruitful work for Christ. So I really don't know which is better. I'm torn between these two desires. I long to go and be with Christ, which would be far better for me. But for your sakes... It's better that I continue to live. And knowing this, I'm convinced that I will remain alive so that I can continue to help all of you grow and experience the joy of your faith. That was Philippians chapter 1, verses 20 through 25. You know, many times as Christians, we can just be passing the time in life, waiting you know, for heaven after we die. And I think especially in days like these, you know, when there's so much time and, and we're just kind of pulled back, we can look to waste so much of our days, so much of our opportunity for ministry, and we can feel that temptation to just waste it away. But Paul was burdened to live for Christ and to help others grow and experience joy in their faith. And I pray that this is a burden for your life. That his burden, Paul's burden, would awaken in your spirit to make the most of every breath, every day, every conversation you have with someone else. You know, as college students, there, there are really tons of ways you can do this. But the main question I want to ask you is this. Are you burdened to disciple others? I mean, does it really drive you? Are you motivated to disciple and mentor and lead others in Jesus' name? Paul, he put it this way. Are you burdened to help others grow? and experience joy in their faith. Or maybe, if you're honest, you've mostly just been concerned with seeing yourself grow, and seeing your own faith experience a joy, experience an increase in your faith. It makes complete sense to prioritize your life around your own spiritual growth, but not at the expense of ministering to others. We cannot sacrifice our responsibility to disciple others so that we can have more room for our own spiritual growth. I want to say that last sentence again. We cannot sacrifice our responsibility to disciple others so that we have more room for our own spiritual growth. It's why Jesus' last words at the Great Commission, after he is resurrected from the dead, he's with his followers, he's about to ascend to heaven, and he has those last words at the Great Commission, and those words were not Go, therefore, and grow in your faith, making sure that your faith is protected and that there's plenty of space for you to mature spiritually. I mean, of course, Jesus wants us to grow in our faith, but, but his calling was for us to go and make disciples, for us to go and teach others, for us to go and baptize others. It's why Paul here in Philippians chapter one says, to live is Christ and to die is gain, but for your sake, I'll keep on living. I mean, from Paul's perspective, the greatest spiritual, personal experience he could have for himself would have been to be face-to-face with Christ in eternity. But he set that aside for the, for the more difficult thing, for the, for the harder thing, to live for Christ here, to minister to others now that others might grow in their faith, even at his own expense of what was better for him. And honestly, it's a false dichotomy in the first place. In my experience, I'm sure many of you leaders could, who are listening could probably agree with me here that in my experience, one of the fastest ways to mature your faith is to minister to someone else, to disciple someone else, to serve someone else. You don't have to pick one. It's not, should I minister to someone else or should I personally grow? When you minister to someone else, when you disciple someone else, when you're burdened for that, your faith grows. And when you embrace that kind of holy burden to invest in others, it's like a gasoline on the fire of your own faith to find yourself growing like you've never spiritually grown before. And at our college ministry, one of the best ways to do this is by leading a CG. So CG officially stands for connection group. But some people, even in our ministry, call them connection groups or other things like life groups or small groups. And, and honestly, I often say and kind of joke that I don't really care what you call it around here as long as Jesus is at the center of it and that, that he is the primary reason that you're gathering. You're gathering around Jesus. That's what a CG is about. Our ministry every semester has nearly 100 different student leaders leading small groups on their campus and their world in their living room, their dorms, and it's this opportunity that, that we don't want to miss to take Jesus to people, to take the gospel to people, to take church to people. And we, we often talk about inviting people to church or to these events, but CGs are the reverse. We want to take it to them. We want to take these things right next to them in the dorms they're living in, on the campuses that they're studying in or or the apartments that they live in. Many people won't jump into some random small group. They may not even try some random church when they arrive at college, but if they get an invitation from you to join a group meeting in your living room on a weeknight, someone they know, someone they trust, that's something they might actually try. And so I hope that you're praying about this because it's every Christian's responsibility to be a disciple maker. And I ask you this question, are you one? are you a disciple maker because if not i want to i want you to consider this opportunity to lead a cg it's our job to equip you to train you to make you ready that's the church's job according to ephesians chapter 4 we want to launch you out to be a missionary on your campus next school year so actually applications to become a cg leader for next school year are open right now for highland college ministry so what i'm going to do is i'm going to leave the link in the episode notes of how to find that application. And of course, if you have any questions, my contact info is on that link and you can ask me anything. I'd love to answer those questions or encourage you in any way that I can. And speaking of encouragement, let's hear from some veteran CG leaders in our ministry, Madison and Abby. They've been leading their CG for the past two years and they've really seen God work in some incredible ways through their group. In this interview, they're going to talk about some things like why it's so important to disciple others, to pour into others as believers. And they also talk about some of the anxieties that they had before they became CG leaders, before their group started, some of the fears they had. And, and then they, they finish, which I love, with, with the way that God has really turned those anxieties around and proven himself to be faithful as they've led their group. One other special note before we dive into this interview. In the midst of this interview, we're going to cut in some phone calls in from some of their CG members. We asked their CG members to give us just a short little note to their leaders, to Abby and Madison, about what they mean to them and and how important they've been in their lives and in their faith growing. What's really cool about this is that Madison and Abby had no idea we were going to do this. They still don't until this moment when they're listening to the podcast. And the three girls from their group never got to hear this interview with Madison and Abby until right now. Neither side got to hear the other side of the conversation, and yet they talk about the exact same things. It's clear that the Holy Spirit has done a uniting work, and amazing work through this group. And I hope you notice that, those little God-nuanced moments where we see God working through leadership, God working through community, and I hope it challenges you to jump in with us. All right, here we are with Abby and Madison. So good to have y'all here today. Uh, tell me first how y'all met. Was it through Highland or through Baylor? How'd y'all meet?
1: Um, despite the fact that I had to remind Abby about this Look. this morning, <laughs> we actually did meet because um, we were in the same co ed community group, all right, our sophomore year of college. Uh, her roommate, Autumn, uh, Autumn Webb. Webb, shout out, shout out now, Autumn Sea Cat. C- oh, C-Cat. no, I'm so sorry, it was Autumn Webb. At I the haven't time. even yeah. changed her contact, honestly. Oh, wow. yeah, okay, <laughs> good. Um, was leading a co-ed community group, and I was new to Highland, I was really looking to get plugged in, so I, you know, Autumn offered, and I said, sure. Um, And just spending a lot of late nights after community group giggling around their living room and their kitchen and talking to Abby, we ended up becoming good friends, and at some point realized both of us wanted to lead an all-girls CG. So um we agreed to lead a CG while we were still like polite church friends and then mm-hmm. as it turns out we also had best friend potential. Oh, that's awesome. And yes, God works in mysterious ways. So yeah. um it's it's been probably one of my favorite parts of college getting to do ministry weekly with one of my best friends. I mean, how many opportunities like that are going to come along in life?
0: That exactly. is awesome. Uh Abby, maybe I'll ask you this question. Why yeah. why did you decide a Two years ago now, this is your yeah. second year to lead. So two years ago, why did you decide to lead? Obviously, you, you love Madison and you were like, this would <laughs> be fun. But there's probably a more eternal, you know, reason and, and motive behind that. So what were some of the reasons why you decided to lead a CG a couple years ago?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I decided before me and Madison kind of had our conversation of, wait, you want to lead one? I want to lead one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I Autumn was kind of pushing me a little bit because I enjoyed Um, being in hers, and I kind of helped her with hers when we would have it at our house because it was in our apartment. Um, But I just wanted to because I love girls and I love ministering to people who are especially younger, and I was about to go into my junior year, and not that I had it all figured out, but I felt like I'd at least had two years under my belt to be able to look at girls who were coming in their freshman year and be able to walk alongside them, not Mm -hmm. really lead them and be like, this is what you need to do but build relationships and walk alongside them when they had questions and when they had fears and maybe even the same fears that I had. Um, But then also getting plugged more into Highland because it was such a community for me starting um, sophomore year.
0: That's awesome. Madison, same question. What, What made you, before you, you know, you had decided before you and Abby decided to do it together, you had kind of thought through being a CG leader, why two years ago did you decide to do that?
1: Um growing up, I was really lucky to have a lot of older women in my life. I say older, they were probably my age when they were mentoring me, but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um older women in my life model what it looked like to be obedient to the call to disciple. And by my sophomore year of college, I was discerning my own call to ministry. Um so I just realized that if I was gonna consider a call to ministry and I wasn't already being obedient to disciple the people around me, um that that didn't really make any sense. And also I had already discovered that I loved Highland that I loved the community that I was building there. Um, I had seen how impactful a community group could be, um, just building friendships. I mean, it connected me to Abby mm-hmm. um, and just getting people plugged back into the Capital C Church. So right. I wanted to kind of be that person, like be who I wish I had when I was a freshman in college because, yeah. oh my gosh, there's so many things I wish I could go back and tell my younger mm-hmm. self. And in a weird way, being a community group leader is a God-designed way to disciple and to mentor and to be that person that's there for the quote-unquote younger you, but just younger women who are walking through a lot of the same things that we walked through. And a
2: a lot of, I didn't really have a mentor my first two years. I was kind of figuring out on my own. And so if there's opportunity for you to be able to do that for someone else, I think that's so important. And that was kind of the pushing point of realizing that call that Mm -hmm. the Lord was prompting in me and then also in turn for Madison.
0: That's so true. Because when I think about my freshman year, I looked at juniors and seniors and thought yeah. that they had everything figured out. You know, they, their whole life. <laughs> which was we like, don't yeah, at all. Exactly. That's, yeah, Spoiler that's alert. You know, for any of you freshmen out there. <laughs> um, um, but it really is true. Like you know, we felt the same way when we were in high school about college students. Yeah. You know, I am now 29, and when I was 22, I thought every 29-year-old had their life, and it just—it's oh, sort of this natural know. thing that continues to happen, which is, is really paired well, I think, with discipleship because mm-hmm. there's this natural call to whether they're younger in age or younger in the faith you know, that people do look up to you. And so y'all really did, you know, uh, make the most of that. And y'all have done such a great job these last two years. And most of the students no. that joined your group were freshmen, right? I mean, there were yeah, maybe yeah, a few yeah. now that aren't, but especially when it first started. So tell me a little bit about your group, what they mean to y'all. You know, <laughs> <yeah>.
2: <laughs> we love them so much. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: Love my heart is my doing week. flips. <laughs> yeah.
0: You miss them, I'm sure. I, oh my yeah. goodness, yes. yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it.
1: we really did, you know – Everybody, I think, has that anxiety if you're thinking about starting a group. Like, who wants to come and hang out and let me, like, quote unquote, be their leader when I'm two years older than them? Um, But the great part about this setup, about being a college community group leader to other college students, is that you're not necessarily leading them through like a pastor would. You're leading them like a friend who's running alongside towards the same goal. Mm. And we were really lucky that we had girls join our group. Who were all okay making that group of people their friends, not just their people that they checked the box of I went to a small group with. Um, So, I mean, the girls that started with us last year, most of them have stayed with us. And pretty much all of them have become close friends of ours. Um, Wow. Both of me and Abby. The best of friends. The best of friends. I mean, we hang out outside a group. A lot of one-on-one coffees. Um, there was some touch and go that first year of kind of getting oh, them yeah, to get one all time, in.
2: I don't know if we've ever told you this. Okay. We might have. Oh gosh. I showed up to Madison's house and mm-hmm. we usually, I usually showed up like 20 minutes, 30 minutes early for us to catch up and time passed where CG started. No one came. No. 20 more minutes. Oh, yeah. 30 more minutes and we decided Nothing. nobody was coming. Wow. <laughs> so we so baked we, ourselves some cookies. Yeah, sent him a selfie and said see you next yeah, week. Yeah, see you next
0: week. Called him <laughs> uh, out. I love that. You know what? That moment. It worked though. I mean, I mean like this did. y'all y'all stuck through it. I remember having conversations yeah. about, you know, how important it was to just, you know, there was going to be a turn, you know, at some point whether it was yeah. two of them or 10 of them and yeah. I mean that was, you know, just this moment where it, it kind of all clicked for the group and obviously that happened yeah. at some point and uh mm-hmm. and y'all have done such a good job. You know, I, I think about, you know, those students, some of the, the girls who are in y'all's group who like a year ago or a year and a half ago were kinda on the fringe, not only of church, but maybe even for some of them, like, you know, which direction am I gonna go in college? Yeah. And yeah. now like such strong leaders, members of our church, some of them are even applying to be leaders yeah, next year are. already are they leaders should be turning That's those right. off. Cough. Yeah. Cough. Yeah. Exactly.
3: Hey Madison and Abby, it's Kayla Whitehouse. It's hard to fit how much y'all mean to me in this short amount of time, but I'm going to try. You two have truly been my biggest blessings at Baylor. Meeting you both and having the opportunity to be a part of your CG has been a real testament to God's goodness and faithfulness. In less than two years, y'all went from random names in an email from Drew to two of my best friends, mentors, and leaders. You have taught me what real deep-rooted joy in Christ looks like and what real friendship looks like. You've shown me what it means to sacrifice for others, including myself. You have believed in me and taught me to be a better leader. You provided endless coffee and cookies and a consistent couch to sit on when I have questions or doubts or life just isn't going as planned, which is quite often. Madison, I can always count on you to literally smack me in the face with some truth or tell me an hour-long bedtime story that is oddly inspiring. And Abby, my bull partner, I know you're always down for some sand volleyball, mamaca, giggles, and life talks. The Lord really knew what he was doing when he gave me y'all as CG leaders. And for that, I'm eternally grateful. Wednesday nights will always be my favorite. Love y'all, fam.
0: What are some, maybe some cool God moments, you know, in your life as a leader? Um, you know, I'm sure some people are just wanting to hear testimony uh, of what it was like to see him work through you. Or maybe it's a sort of a brag on God about, you know, what he's done through your group. Yeah, so you or your group.
1: Um, by junior year, if you're not there already... And give you a heads up, you've pretty much realized that you have not done college perfectly mm.
0: mm-hmm. and have
1: at least a couple things that you regret that you would change if you could go back. Um, so stepping into leadership, there's definitely that, that nervous anxiety of, if I didn't get it all right, who am I to tell these people how to live their life? Right. Yeah. Um, but as it turns out, it's almost like God has a plan when he asks us to step into roles like this. Um, God didn't need perfect leaders from either of us. And... I, you know, one of my concerns is I didn't really have a circle of influence amongst younger girls um, in college, and yet uh, an incoming freshman emailed Drew and asked for a community group, and I think totally randomly Drew referred her to ours, (laughs) Um, and she showed up the first day, brought seven of her friends, and uh, asked incredible questions, grew so much in her faith that year, and is uh, applying to be a CG leader for this upcoming year. Love that. So... Um, just seeing moments like that and having conversations where these girls are asking incredible questions about, well, what did you do? And what did, did you do with the X, Y, and Z situation? And realizing that they don't need me to give them a story of how I crushed it. They need me to give them a reminder that God's grace is enough for us even when we're in the midst of failure. They don't need to learn from my perfection. They just need to learn from somebody who has messed up and then given those mess ups to God and trusted him to do something beautiful with them. And so, I mean, it's been a beautiful for, there's a lot of beautiful full circle moments in right. leading a community group because mm-hmm. you see God use those things that you were embarrassed about mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. genuinely encourage and exhort younger uh, believers to to maybe not make those same mistakes or simply to trust that, God's not going to give up on them because they've made mistakes. So yeah. getting to see that over and over and over again and especially getting to see those girls that were strangers that it was a little awkward with the first time become girls that come and sit on my couch at ungodly hours of the night and right. drink too much coffee and ask Way questions I don't know the answers to. Right? Yeah,
2: yeah I, th- I think too what's really cool is mine and Madison's focus was obviously to teach scripture and to do the studies, but another huge focus for us when we did that from day one was vulnerability and building relationships Mm -hmm. and building those friendships. And I think without showing God's love in that way through sharing our hearts, but then also I give them a hug every time, not anymore because Corona, but every time someone walks in the door, I I always give them a hug to make them feel loved and welcomed. And I think because of that, we've just fit together like a puzzle basically Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. Every girl is different in the in our room. Yes. Like literally, so different. Different backgrounds, different lifestyles in a good way. Um, different majors. Like everyone is very unique. But when we're in that in our my living room or Madison's living room together, it's so funny how seamless conversation mm-hmm. is and asking questions and sharing. Like we had a couple new girls join this week, and um, I think they're intimidated, obviously, the first day because we were cutting up and being <laughs> right. crazies like we are <laughs> very loud but people. by people. the second meeting that we had at the beginning of last semester they were sharing their hearts already and I think that was because of the environment that we had all created together mm. to be able to be open in both like funny ways and be hilarious goofballs but then also like really truly share what's on our hearts and what's in our heads and there have been way too many mi- well in a very good way, a lot of moments like that where me and Madison are just like, oh my goodness, I didn't even know that was going through your head and then walking through those kind of things with them.
0: Right. So it sounds like, you know, a lot of people probably think like, I got to have it all together. I I should have had a really, you know, influential first year or two in college if I want to be a CG leader. But both of y'all is interesting, talked about almost just creating a space, like really Mm -hmm. your job as a CG leader is just to create a space, you know, um, to obviously disciple others, but the way that that looks is not as much about you having it all together as much as just creating a space for vulnerability and openness and loving each other well, encouraging each other, praying together, having fun together, cutting up, drinking coffee. It's that space that's created. And and really most of us can do that, you know? And so I think that's just a great, you know, reminder to all of us that that's what is the biggest hurdle is just like that, you know, people can find a Bible study. We say this a lot, you know, as CG leaders, people can find a Bible study, especially if they go to Baylor University, um, but something that they can't find is vulnerability mm-hmm, and, like, yeah. real friends that are like, hey, I'm actually struggling or I have big questions. Yeah. And I know some of y'all, y'all's all you group members have, you know, come to you, even come to me before and said, like, I have huge questions about the faith, you know, and and stuff that maybe I shouldn't be talking to, you know, spiritual mentors in my life about. But there, were, y'all had created that vulnerability, the trust, and that was hugely important. And I think that's why y'all have had such these full circle moments, as you said, Madison.
3: Hey, Madison and Abby, it is Maddie Ray. Um, And I just wanted to tell you guys just how much that I truly enjoyed being in Y'all CG this year. You guys have been one of my favorite blessings of senior year. And I specifically um, just really appreciate how each of your heart beats for Jesus so much and his kingdom. And what you guys do together is making disciples that continue to go and make disciples and I think I speak on behalf of everybody that you've ever come in contact with that we all feel seen and known under your leadership, and we thank you so much for being encouraging and convicting in the same breath. I love you, and I'm so sad our time together got cut short. You guys are the best.
0: What would you say was your biggest anxiety about stepping into the position of a CG leader? Because I'm sure a lot of people are thinking about becoming one, and they're like, here are all of my inadequacies. Here are all the cons of my yeah. personality. You know, the things that make me anxious. Yeah. Just one anxiety. Yeah. yeah I was yeah, about to yeah, say, yeah. there's a
2: <laughs> <Sorry>. grocery list. <laughs> yeah. What was, and obviously no. I think
0: I would love a positive spin on the back end of this. Like you had a big anxiety. <laughs> right? Uh, well, but yeah, well, my unresolved exactly. The, the, yeah. the ways that God kind of like proved you wrong, I guess, as you became yeah. a CG leader.
2: Yeah. I think for me, and this kind of ties into the way that me, it's been really cool how me and Madison work together and how God kind of formed that is I am a person of few words. I do say a lot, but when it comes Uh to like settings like this, (laughs) I feel like
1: I'm about to be called out. No,
2: no, no, no. Like Madison is a person of many words. And I think a lot of people know that. And I don't have as many words because I have the anxiety that what I'm saying is not valuable or doesn't have any worth, not worth. It does have worth because it's coming from the Lord, but I have to, remind myself every CG like what you're saying is valuable and these girls do need to hear it because a lot of the times I'll get intimidated by just longevity of words and sometimes that's Mm. not really the case of what people need to hear in the moment but then also Satan just loves to tell me that Abby Young what you say isn't like Hmm. right and so especially when it comes to scriptures because that's interpreted differently by different people and so sometimes you're like oh I could get it wrong but If you're listening to God and you're in tune with that, then you're getting it right because that's what you're hearing from the Lord. So that was something I definitely had to fight, especially the first semester. And then just – can. and I was vulnerable with Madison about that. And then also with the girls just being like, I don't know if this is right, but this is my stab at it. And then that opened up them being able to do that in return.
0: Right. You kind of set the pace there. Yeah. And so
2: just Mm – that's good. Satan, we do not like you That's and right. we do not like what you have to say about us. Yes. We <laughs> do not.
0: Say <laughs> it clearly. Right. I love that, Abby. Good job. Madison, what about you?
1: Um, yeah, I think for me, there was definitely that insecurity of, I, uh, because I mean, you talk, Drew, you mm-hmm. talk a lot about leveraging your circle of influence mm-hmm. for Christ like community. Um, and I, you know, Sophomore year, for those of you who've done it, maybe this is just my experience. You look around and you're like, all of those cool friends I had freshman year are kind of gone. Hmm. Um, so I was looking around and I didn't really have a set circle of people that I could go into that had a need for community. A lot of my friends were already super involved, right. already had community. And so I definitely had that question of, am I just volunteering for a job that no one needs done? Hmm. Um, which is false. Which, we need it. yes, yeah. is false. Um, and then realizing... I mean, our first community group, I think both Abby and I, you know, we set the cookies out, we had the living room set up and then we like (laughs) nervously waited and we were like, who in the world is going to show up for this? Um, and we had like 12, 13 girls and that's not going to be everyone's experience, but it was definitely God communicating to me that what he had called me to, he would provide a way to be obedient in. Um, and there's what the beautiful thing is, is that I was so worried about who was going to come. And at the end of the day, the community that we've like grown out of this group is um, girls I would probably never have gone up and become friends with on my own mm. without yeah. this situation kind of forcing us into friendship. But these are absolutely the girls that I needed to, to be walking alongside for this last two years. Mm. And yeah. I think in college, a lot of times we come in with like our plan of the kinds of friends that we want to have, that we need to have. Um, and God in his goodness kind of uh, shakes us of that a lot of times. And he's given us such incredible people to do life with, to ask questions, to I mean, Abby and I would both say that we grew so much from these oh girls, my goodness, yeah. mm-hmm. um, probably more than they've grown from us if we're being mm-hmm. real. Um, and then also, I mean, I've already talked about it a thousand times, but realizing that they didn't want to see people who already had it all figured out because that feels yeah. like a different kind of person that they can never become.
2: They and thought so- we did. We proved them wrong. Yes, they, they would literally good. told us. Vulnerability, like, just, as you
0: said. Yes. Thought y'all
1: yeah. read your Bibles for three yeah. hours a day. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I, you know, listened to hell song. And we right. were both like, well, this was false. Um, yeah, that's sorry. Right. That's right. And so them seeing that we're real, real people struggling with real problems, just like they really are, kind of gave them the confidence to go, oh, if they can do it, then mm. we can do it. And talking with some of our girls now, like one of the girls in our community group after her freshman year started leading her own community group. Courtney, you're out there. You go. Um, I love Courtney. She's but, awesome. Yeah. And I mean having conversations with her about what it was actually like leading our community group gave her a little more confidence and a uh, sense of comfort going into it. Cause we were like, we had no idea what we were doing. Right. From we, did we, got, we didn't even know if y'all liked it. We didn't know if y'all showed up and got in the car and you were like these idiots. Um, <laughs>
0: here they are lo- still here. Launching and it turns out right. they yeah. didn't,
1: they didn't say that often and that's, they still come to some things. That's good. Um, so it's not about you looking perfect. And yeah. honestly the fact that I thought that <laughs> was quickly, um, Sanctified out of me by the Lord because I've shoved my foot in my mouth so many times at community group. It's funny that Abby thinks she's the one that bumbles because I think if we look, (laughs) if we looked at the scorecard, I would definitely have more moments of shoving my foot in my mouth, and yet God uses it. Oh yeah, He He does. does.
0: And I I love that you know y'all both kind of talked about this in different ways, but you you know I think Madison, you just used the phrase walk alongside, you know these girls, and it's like. For so many potential CG leaders, you probably think that it's like, I got to walk out ahead, you know, but y'all's two year experience has been like, I mean, of course you're leading, of course you're creating this space and these girls look up to you. But in so many ways, you have been growing as much or more than they have. Absolutely. And 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 if you're
2: walking ahead of them, how are you supposed to be seeing like, them right. if they're behind you, that's right. Yeah, that's it's like I mean. you need to be like side okay, by side. Yeah, that was, deep. that was
0: good. I know I like that. So, thanks. <laughs> exactly. That's you never awesome.
2: know when inspiration will strike. That's right. That's right. We just keep
0: recording and just see when the inspiration <laughs> falls. I love that. Fair. Uh, so last question for y'all, and um, is this you know, you talked about some of your insecurities, but yeah. you know, what would be your encouragement to somebody who's thinking about leading, but you know, they may have some other insecurities, maybe they're similar to yours. But what would be kind of like your challenge, your encouragement to these leaders who are considering it or, or those who are about to become leaders, whether it's at Highland or somewhere else, starting up some sort of a small group, you know, what's your biggest encouragement as veterans, you know, two year pros here, you know, oh, pros how could you, yeah, <laughs> how yeah. could you encourage them?
2: Um, I mean, I just say obey Madison kind of harped on that a little bit. I mean, she has a call to ministry and is going into that um, as a career, but for me, like I'm going into the workforce, but ministry is still something that I'm called to. Right. And I say this about a lot of things, but for this particular, I think I told um, Courtney this last year, like if the door's open, don't close it. Yeah, Like walk through that door and apply and see what the Lord does with it because he has a will and he has a way. So That's he's right. going to get you um, to where he wants you. And so don't do not not apply just because you're fearful. Like obey the Lord in his calling if he's giving you a nudge. And then just see where he takes it that's because right. that's what we're supposed there's to the, do as the, Christ followers. That's right.
0: And there's that phrase that people always say, he doesn't call the equipped, but he yeah. equips the called. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I think that's been true for y'all. It's true for yeah. my life. Yeah. It's awesome. Madison.
1: Um, yeah, I feel lame copying, but we are as Christians, if you're a Christian and by junior year, absolutely didn't have my life sorted. Still don't have my life sorted. Spoiler alert. I don't think you ever have your life sorted. Right. Um But I I knew who I was, I knew who God was, and I knew how to study the Bible. Mm -hmm. And that meant that I had a clear command to be somebody that disciples younger believers. And that doesn't necessarily mean I, you know, have a set curriculum and all this different stuff in a very like professional setting, but it does mean I can open up my living room and bake some cookies for some freshmen. Or burn
2: some cookies. Or burn some
1: cookies. I'm not going to lie. There have been some rough weeks for the snacks. (laughs) That's on us, ladies. (laughs) We're really sorry. Um, But... You know, God commands us to do things because he loves us. And if he loves us and he's called us to it, then it's going to be for our good and for his glory. Mm -hmm. So whatever your insecurities are, are you willing to get before the throne of God and use them as your excuse? Because... (laughs) I'm out personally I like that (laughs) it doesn't feel like a good enough reason for me not to have walked in obedience to love others well because I was worried that I might bumble over my words Hmm. that seems very little when it comes down to it and I mean me and Abby have the unique advantage of getting to see how our community group played out in the rearview mirror but um, a lot of our girls and this is going to sound arrogant so I apologize in advance but a lot of our girls have told us I don't know where I would be Hmm. if I hadn't had this community group or if you and Abby hadn't been around. And they're saying that, you know, to be nice, but also I don't know where I would be. I don't know where I I would be if it wasn't for the mentor that I had growing up or for the, you know, girls that I've been friends with in college. And so you have to walk in faith when you can't see the full picture, trusting that the God who's painting the full picture loves you and is going to use your obedience, um, to do something beautiful. And you know, so if it helps you look around, uh, look at the, think of the people that, you know, and say like, can I really honestly take myself out of the game when it comes to like being a, a positive influence and something God uses in their life. Hmm. Yeah. Cause God has used way far, far less equipped things than us right. to be used for his glory. I hmm. mean, if the rocks can cry out, then you can bake cookies That's good. and ask questions. Yeah. Crack wow. some
2: jokes too. Yeah. Come on. It's fun. It's, it's fun. It's so fun. It's made mine and Madison's college experience. Absolutely. Right. Uh, it, I'm, it, gonna, it, I'm gonna tear up a little a bit. Thousand bit. percent. Senior,
0: yeah. you know.
1: <laughs> the absolute yeah. best thing I did in college by far. I, I would yes. mix every other extracurricular I had if it meant I got to keep yes. community group.
0: I love yeah. that. Y'all are so awesome. And you're I mean, awesome. We love senior we love year, year. I mean, yeah. y'all just y'all y'all have made the most of it.
4: Hello, Abby and Madison. This is Beth. You are incredible women that possess such profound giftings and teaching and community building and leading and hospitality. And truly, Abby, I so respect and appreciate your willingness to lead in vulnerability. You created an atmosphere where everyone knew they could bring their sin into the light and receive mercy and grace and restoration. Um, and this was such an incredible gift to our group and to me. Um, and Madison, you are so real and willing and able to call us on our hedgings and qualifications. You see straight through people's facades so excellently and are able to call for forth are genuine conditions and situations with real gentleness and love and so thank you so much guys for leading so well and utilizing your gifts to create a community group that was a place of such friendship and growth for so many people Um, you served as standard bearers for what it looks like to be women of God um, engaged in college life and in community with others and I'm so thankful for you all cheers
0: Well, I hope this conversation between Madison and Abby and and even getting to get some of their CG members involved has been encouraging to you and challenging to you to answer this question. Do I have this holy burden, this eternal drive to disciple others and to see other people's faith grow? This is the question. That is the most important question you can ask while you're here in college because it's going to set you up for the rest of your life. Will you be a disciple maker or will you just be a disciple of Jesus? So if you are considering being a CG leader at Highland College Ministry, the application is in the episode notes. You can reach out to me with any questions you might have. The very last thing I want to remind you of is that April 13th through 15th, FM 72 is back and is happening. This is a revival prayer movement on Baylor's campus that began last year. We saw thousands of people gather for 72 hours of prayer and worship at the heart of campus and COVID-19 will not stop us. April 13th through 15th, that's the Monday through Wednesday after Easter. We're going to be meeting online, totally online. We're going to have these prayer rooms that you can pray in any hour of the day for those three days. Every night at 8 p.m. Central, we're going to have a live stream from Baylor's campus of worship and prayer and teaching. And we're going to all be united in this moment together every single night. This is something you do not want to miss. You can find out all the information at fm72waco.com. That link will be in the episode notes as well. You can follow us on Instagram at fm 72 waco You don't want to miss this. God moved in incredible ways last year. And I really believe that in our weakness this year, as we are separated and as we have to do this all online in our weakness, his strength is going to shine so strong. Monday night, 8 p.m. Central Time. It all begins. I hope you join us. And as always, I would just want to remind you that if you are in Christ, you may be shook, but you can't be shaken. See you next time.